Hello and welcome to the Comsec Week Ahead podcast where we preview the upcoming week, honing in on some of the key things that we should be mindful of and on the lookout for as well. I'm market analyst Stephen Daglian and as usual, I'm joined by my colleague and friend and also birthday boy, Mr. Craig James, Comsec's Chief Economist. Happy birthday, Craig. Thank you. 21 again. It's good to be 21 <laughs> for the 40th consecutive time. But anyway, <laughs> you don't, um, we won't dwell on that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's not. So anyway, I um, hope it was a good, it'll be a good day for you. February is behind us. Obviously, it wasn't a great a great month um, at all for markets. The the Aussie market was down roughly 2.9%. We did worse actually than most other share markets around the world, Bob, Hong Kong. But, uh, you know, the US, most of Europe, most of Asia actually outperformed the Aussie market. But of course, what's important as well is bigger picture. We had that outsized gain in, in January, which we don't get very often. So we are still up since the start of uh, 2023. We had the Reserve Bank warning of more rate hikes at the first meeting of, of, uh, of the year in Feb. Uh, we had uh, US inflation still mm. too high. Mm. And of course, um, a relatively underwhelming half-year profit reporting season. But you wrote a note about the reporting season. What, what did you make of it? Yeah, it's all down to inflation, all down to the cost pressures. And uh, what we saw is aggregate um, um, expenses or costs uh, up 15%, you know, sort of, and we saw revenues rise by 11%. So basically, we've had, you know, so costs exceeding, you know, so revenues, and as a result, profits, you know, so suffered as, as a result of that. But um, um, it, it's not all down, down and downbeat, you know, so though. Um, the outlook for, for Australian companies is pretty good. You know, so companies are still very much cashed up. Uh, companies are still recording profits. Um, they may not have increased profits over the, the last six months, but you know, sort of certainly uh, continuing to increase profits and, and uh, pay out dividends as well. And some of the outlook statements for, from a number of the companies were, was quite positive as well. A number of the companies are on the acquisition trail. A number of the, the companies believe you know, so the, the way ahead is going to be a little bit less tortured, you know, so given the fact that price pressures look as though they're easing in, in a number of areas. And in the upcoming week, there's there's lots going on in 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 markets. But um, do you think the Reserve Bank board meeting is going to be up there as the the top theme? Yeah. Well, if you look through the uh, the schedule for events for for Australia, uh, nothing really you know, lights the fire. You know, in, in a particular sort of way, it's the Reserve Bank monetary policy decision on on Tuesday. Um, I don't know whether anything is ever certain, but. Um, uh, the Reserve Bank, uh, last time it met, or the board last time it met, indicated there would be a few increases in interest rates. So, so that's why you know, sort of our expectation is March, 25 basis points or a quarter of 1%, another one you know, sort of in April. So the, the big question is whether they are overdoing it, um, putting up interest rates you know, sort of too much. Um, we will only know that in a past 10 cents. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, we, we certainly are looking for the, the Reserve Bank to, to lift interest rates by a quarter of 1%. So that will be on Tuesday, 2.30pm yep. uh, Sydney time or Eastern Daylight time. Uh, if we do get a 25 basis point hike, it would mean take the increases to 3.5% since the RBA started tightening in, in May last year, which was the first time in 11 and a half years that they started mm, mm. tightening things. And it would be the 10th straight rate hike by the RBA as far as the number of um, meetings they've, they've had is concerned. Um, Things have been pretty interesting, though, since the February meeting, haven't they? Like we've had GDP, which was a bit weaker than some expected. Mm, we had mm. jobs data, which missed the mark a little. We had inflation uh, just days ago um, uh, in January, which showed that 
you know, that was actually cooling faster than many expected as well. Does this leave the Reserve Bank in a bit of a, a tricky spot, though, in the, the next couple of months? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I suppose, yes, if they continue to increase interest rates and don't take uh, n- enough attention, pay enough attention to, to the indicators, um, if they're hell-bent, you know, sort of increasing interest rates, then uh, they could come uh, an up and, and you know, sort of, we, we could see, you know, sort of the economy move into to recession. So that's not our view. We, we think you know, two more interest rate hikes, one in March, one, one in April, that will be it. Mm. Uh, and then it will become clear to the Reserve Bank, we believe, um, over coming months that the economy is cooling enough. Um, and then much later in the year, we will start to see the first of the interest rate cuts being, being delivered. But as you mentioned, yes, so there has been plenty of signs of softening, plenty of signs of success, if you like, mm. of the, the policy um, in getting inflation down. So we had a fall of 0.1% in the, the monthly inflation measure for the month of uh, January. We have to go back 23 months to see another fall in, in terms of that series. So that, that's quite encouraging. Um, we, we know that uh, we're seeing softness in terms of the broader economy. Uh, the consumers are finding it hard to be able to make ends meet, and, yes, and they need to, to be budgeting yes, sort of much more significantly than what they've been doing in the past. And that inflation report, I mean, it's not the quarterly update that no. um, tends to receive much more attention. That's not out until April, but it still is a monthly one that was kind of relatively newish, isn't it, as far as um, what the ABS has been releasing? Yeah, it's got its training wheels on. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we... we um, haven't been really that much focused, and uh, probably until this reading, yes, that just came out. Um, but um, it, uh, it certainly saw a number of people, you know, sit, sit up and pay attention, and uh, we saw a nice little boost for 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 the share market as a result mm. of that. Yes, on the day that those figures came out, and the, the national accounts showed uh, only half of one percent growth in in the the December quarter, rather than you know, sort of seven tenths of one percent. Uh, yeah, the share market. Been, bounced up by around about 40 odd points and that's how sensitive markets are at the moment even if it's not the the you know the the read that receives most attention if as when we get those softer reads or or stronger reads even in this monthly um uh, data it still could easily move markets which is what we've actually seen but moving to uh, other central banks because there's um there's quite a few actually meeting in a number of speeches next week what will you be looking out for globally well, the U.S. is still very much the the centre of all things, and uh, uh, Powell, the the head of the Federal Reserve, he will be giving testimony on on Tuesday to the Senate Banking Committee, so that's you know sort of super important. Um, uh, and I think really you know so that is the, the highlight because uh, we want to know you know sort of how the U.S. is progressing with the interest rate hikes. The 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 Federal Reserve presidents have been. It's a fair degree hawkish, you know, sort of over recent times in a number of their speeches and uh, suggesting that uh, the federal funds rate may reach as high as 5.5%. Uh, so um, uh, clearly, again, you know, so it's a case of um, uh, investors, consumers and businesses hope they know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. And look, at the other central banks, of course, as well, that are meeting in speeches. The ECB president, uh, Christine Lagarde, she'll be speaking Wednesday night. We've got the Bank of Canada policy meeting, I mm. believe, as well, Wednesday night, which you know uh, might keep rates on hold as well. And the Bank of Japan is in a similar boat on, on Friday. Uh, Do you yeah. think either of those might uh, might receive attention? Um, not really. I mean, you're sort of mm. here in Australia. Right. It's still very much a situation of the United States or China, mm-hmm. which is you know, sort of the focal points. But um, um, 
I, I suppose you, you look at, you know, so what they're doing, you know, so the rationale for it, you know, so whether that rationale applies. We know that the central banks talk to one another quite regularly uh, and um, basically have a degree of coordination, you know, sort of global policy. And that's a very, very important because what we're talking about is a global inflationary problem. And we want all central banks to be doing, you know, sort of as much as they can to be able to snuff out inflation right the way across the globe. So it's not as if we're not going to pay attention to it. It's just that the United States and China, you know, in the main, you know, sort of focal point for mm-hmm. for investors here in Australia. And in the United States, probably the key indicator is going to be an update on jobs uh, right at the end of the week on Friday, which will come out an hour early or before the US market opens, so 12.30 a.m. Sydney time. What are you expecting from that data and why is it important? Like, why is it important for the US market and potentially for, for investors here in Australia? Well, if you get employment, which is too strong, so um, you get plenty of jobs for being created and the unemployment rate you know, sort of uh, falls again and we've got to go back to the 1970s and 1960s for a number of you know, so these countries around the world in terms of tight job market. So if the job market tightens again, wages start to, to rise, that means uh, higher prices or potential for higher prices. That means the Federal Reserve will lift interest rates. If interest rates you know, sort of rising, clearly you know, so that's going to slow down the United States economy. And if the US economy slows down, it has a significant potential to lead to slowdowns in other parts of the globe. So um, uh, clearly, you know, so the, the old adage is you know, so if the US sneezes, the rest of the world catches cold and we catch the pneumonia here in Australia. So that old adage still you know, so rings very much true. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, so it's following that process through. If too many jobs are created, the job market tightens too much, what happens to, to wages, you know, so it all gets down to supply and demand. It's the only thing that seems to work in economics. If demand for, for labor, you know, so it is too strong compared with supply, that will push up the, the price of labor, which is uh, the, the wage. And uh, that means that businesses have to decide, you know, so what they're going to do. And uh, most likely if their wage costs are going up, they're going to have to cover that by, you know, lifting, you know, sort of prices. And of course, the, the Federal Reserve says, well, that pushes us further away from our goal of getting inflation down to 2, 2%. So, um, and that means interest rates need to go up and slow down this economy even mm. further. So mm. it's, uh, it's um, certainly something that um, is very much on the focal point or front of mind, mm. if you like, you know, so for investors right the way across the globe at the moment. Because as I mentioned, you know, so this is very much a global situation. And of course, uh, at home here, we've had the reporting season behind us now, but that means that a lot of money is going to start being paid out in, in dividends. Um, what are you watching, I guess, and what's what's expected as far as dividends are concerned in the next month or two? Well, we've had um, a few dividends already being paid out for the by the major companies, the ASX 200 companies. Um, nothing significant this week is probably you know, less than a billion dollars. The the real focal point is between March 27 and 31, so mm-hmm. it's still some way some way off. But we've got something like $18.5 billion in terms of dividends that are going to be paid over that period of time. And the following week, another $6 billion. So the first week of April, April 3rd to, to the 7th, we'll have another $6 billion. And and it's always the, the complication. We, we don't know for certain what um, the shareholders are going to do with mm. the, you know, the dividend. Some yes, are going to be reinvested mm. in the same stock. Uh, some uh, will say... Well, I've got my dividend, you know, so now, but you know, so I'm going to switch stocks, you know, so I'm going to buy 
some uh, BHP or some Commonwealth Bank or you know sort of some Woolworth shares rather than the, the shares that you know sort of currently own. Um, uh, so we we don't know for certain what what's going to happen in terms of the way that these are going to be paid out. Some will say, look, uh, great, I've got some you know sort of money now. Mm. You know, so that I can do something with it in terms of spending, mm. and some will just say, "No, I want to pay down my debt." And you have to get my debt debt down, but um, uh, it has implications, potential implications, uh, right the way across uh, the economy in terms of retail spending, cutting savings, you know, sort of whatever it happens to, to be. And that's why we've got the heads up, you know, so when those dividends are, are released. That's right. And this is interesting this time around as well because of all the rate hikes, or the cost of living pressures, uh, uh, investors going to prefer taking some of that money as you said and saving it or paying off debt rather than reinvesting it because sometimes reinvesting uh, and you know, can actually help the share market as well it can provide a little bit of a boost perhaps but ex-dividend stocks as well is important when we talk about dividends because that mm. can impact uh, share prices and next week is a huge one for that so uh, the two big days for ex-dividend stocks will be Wednesday and Thursday so on Wednesday, we've got Woodside uh, paying out, actually trading ex-dividend for its biggest dividend ever. So it's $2.11 per share. That's close to 6% of its share price. Uh, and that's going to be paid out on the 5th of April. So uh, and, and on Thursday, you've got BHP, the biggest stock on, on our market, obviously the biggest miner as well. It's a smaller dividend than what we saw, say, in, in recent years, but still $1.30 per share, which is almost mm. 3% of its share price. $4.5 billion uh, at the payout in US dollars and about a 70% payout ratio. And that's being paid out on the 30th of March. And on the same day, you've got two other major miners, Rio uh, and also South 32. So um, that's, I guess, if nothing else, just another hurdle and a challenge that just makes it slightly more difficult perhaps for the share market to get closer to those record highs that we almost hit at the start of February, but it looks like we've moved away from that a bit. So at, the, at this point, we're about 5% away from, from record highs and that might just make it a bit more challenging perhaps. Yeah, it seems as though whenever we get up towards that record close that we seem <laughs> to get you know, sort of vertigo, if you like, mm. and you know, sort of feel as though we have to come back down you know, sort of again. And you look back over time, over you know, sort of, the period since they got to, to a rate uh, to do uh, high uh, mm. high for the market, mm. um, that we've um, seen a number of attempts, you know, sort of reach, you know, that. So um, it's going to make it more difficult in, you know, the next couple of weeks. And, but then the dividends will be paid mm. out. And the question is, as you, as you mentioned, you know, sort of, are they going to be put back into the market? You know, so if they're put back into the market, we might see, you know, sort of bounce in terms of the, the Aussie share market at the end of March, you know, into April when, you know, so those dollars, you know, sort of being paid. And it is very interesting watching the, the progress of the Australian share market over the last four or five months. It's been a real zigzag, you know, sort of run. Perhaps, you know, so the time now to zig rather than zag, you know, so perhaps we go up, you know, so during the month of March. But, you know, sort of, yes, as you say, you know, so, you know going ex-dividend, you know, so then the dividends being paid out are super important for investors. Excellent. Craig, is there anything else you'd like to add for the, the upcoming week that investors should be mindful of? Um, I don't think so. I think we've had a comprehensive you know, sort of coverage, <laughs> you know, sort of like we always do, you know, sort of under your, your tutelage and guidance. <laughs> You're too kind, Craig. So the Reserve Bank, that's going to be key. Actually, the governor speech as well. So the uh, Reserve Bank governor will be talking as well uh, a day after the Reserve Bank uh, decision. So that might be interesting, perhaps, to see if he adds a bit more, more colour onto um, that decision. 
Well, it gives him the potential, doesn't it? It give, gives him mm. the opportunity that if he wants to say something mm. or feels as though a message has to be sent, you know, so that will be the time to do it. So, uh, yeah, Wednesday we'll be watching that, the Financial Review Business Summit, you know, so that is the venue for him to, to speak and uh, and um, let's see whether he does indeed provide that, that guidance, you know, mm. sort of. For, for investors as well as for, for the economy more more generally. And interestingly, he's starting a speech at 8.55 a.m. Uh, Sydney time, which is an interesting time to, to start the speech, five minutes ahead of uh, the top of the hour. But anyway, Craig, um, have a great week and I hope everyone listening does as well. Thank you very much. See you, Stephen.